The following podcast is an audio version of a live show that takes place daily on Crowdcast. To join our live audience, visit our Crowdcast website at crowdcast.io slash in lieu of fun. That's crowdcast.io slash in lieu of fun. And we're live. I have just received a distress text from Scott saying my internet died, which oh, explains no. why he froze mid uh, sip of his sangria or whatever that is. Uh, it is Friday, July 23rd, 2001, cheese night, 5.01 p.m. We are a minute late because of Scott. Um, uh Scott uh, returned yesterday from Los Angeles, um, where uh, he, uh, you know, uh, decided that the problem with his neighborhood was that you could walk places and yeah. you could buy things at, you know, uh, from merchants who uh, were not major retailers. Um, and that there were terrible problems of public transportation. Like, for example, there was public transportation. Uh, and so, Scott, we, we are actually privileged to have here the new L.A. version of Scott, which is uh, really different, I think. You know, that's so true. I mean, we, I mean, it's so, it's so you know me so well that you were able to just read me like I, as if I was like an open book or something, I really feel exposed, but I also feel seen. So I feel both ways. Um, I would just say that, um, yes, I do. I feel like I'm much more chill about certain things. I think it may be partly the AirPods, I yeah. think, you know. Um, um, but also I do want to say though, that the fact that I'm chill doesn't mean that I'm not also critical. But don't. Okay. But, but when you say you're chill, don't you mean you're chill about some things, that, uh, but not chill about others? Yes. Like so I, I've I... always found in L.A. that you know, like people, you go to L.A. and like people are much less worried about you know I don't know the fate of democracy or you know, uh, you know certain things that stress us out a lot. But they all have, you know, eating disorders. They're, well, they're well, much, I, much more, much less chill about, you know, uh, making sure they what, get to their next plastic surgery appointment. We're, 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 I, I, I've also it. heard that left-hand turns are a very, very, very <laughs> horrendous stressful, deal. In stressful thing, yeah. I, but I will say, though, no joke, which is that they're totally stressed out and they have every right to be by climate change. Um, like, it really is... You cannot avoid it. It's like I would say, like the fear of fire is like really front and center. Um, and it, you know, like it just it looks brown all around. Um, there's just um, real issues about water, uh, having enough water. California's going through a, a severe drought. Um, so that, that, that they're kind of very focused on that, which I, I think they there. I think that's the uh well well placed um anxiety um, so scott the big 
change in your life, as best as I can tell, is the acquisition of AirPods. Um, well, well, that's not. It's just not. It is not just. It's not just AirPods. It's the kind of freedom and the um, uh, protection against bullying that I've experienced. Like <laughs> <laughs> this you. show, and it's been very. <laughs> He couldn't. He couldn't sustain it without laughing. Yeah, it was going to be good though. Yeah, right. I know. Okay. Oh, anyway, anyway, I'm. I. I don't know why I just laughed. It was. I was thinking about something I heard in California. Um. But um. But I did. I do have some. I have said. I had some views about how we might change or improve in lieu of fun. Well, uh, I think you should deliver them. Okay, but I don't want to. I don't want to hijack the show or anything. Um, uh, so if we have business to conduct, we should do it. Um, I, I, I would love to hear what your West Coast meditations have brought. I only want to hear them if they're are, accompanied by a PowerPoint. No, they of course, are, of course, accompanied with a PowerPoint. Um, uh, uh, can you please give me sharing abilities here? Uh, you um, have. Uh, Oh, okay, that's right. Good. Okay, so um, I go to share screen, and then I share PowerPoint a slideshow. Here. So while okay, Scott's setting that up, here. Um, can you see this? Uh, yeah, we can. Okay. Okay, so can, should I go through? Them? It's not going to be long, and should I go through them now? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just want I just want you to know also that. Um, it's, this could be painful. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, All growth gonna... is. All growth is pain. Okay. Uh, thank you, Genevieve. That was actually really well said. Okay. So the first one, um, we're, we're um, okay here. The first one is, I think we've been engaged in a lot of HIPAA violations. Um, uh, like when we say to people... <laughs> How are you doing? Um, <laughs> shit like that. Um, I think that's yeah. like really. Um, so I really, I think we need to um, be careful about that. That's one. Okay. Yeah. No. No. I no. Told, can, can, I, can, can I say I think we should probably ask no questions of anybody because they might disclose medical information, or maybe we should have a disclaimer before each yeah, question. Yeah, I, I think. Now, now I'm not asking you for medical information, but and then the question could follow that. No, I think that, that I, I think that that's really prudent. So, like, we'll just begin everything with a disclaimer, a HIPAA, a, yeah. a HIPAA disclaimer. Okay. The second one is less humiliating other folks about <laughs> like things like audio problems. Like that's another <laughs> thing that I I was just like I was like. I was, it just hit me when I was in California, I was hiking with my buddies. And then all of a sudden I said, ah, you know, less humiliating, whoever it is, it could be Genevieve, it could be Kate. You so know, it could be anyone. can I ask, can I, without asking you for any medical information, can I ask sure. you a question about that? Sure. Again, right. But like, don't make, make sure it's not a HIPAA violation. Right. I, I, I want to make sure. So, no private medical information in the answer, please. But what's the proper amount of humiliating other hosts 
e.g. audio problems. I mean, clearly we're we're too much, but uh, you know, is it like are we at 160% of the right amount or 105%? What what like should we how much should we cut it by to to optimize? Well, the thing is, I mean, it's a great question. I have high cholesterol, but a lot of it is the <laughs> is the good cholesterol, so it's not so bad. Yeah, oops, we looks like we had a HIPAA problem there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was that was that was that that was my bad. Uh, like no question, that was my bad. Okay, um, okay. Um, I feel, I feel like I answered your. Here's the next the next improvement to in lieu of fun. Um, no, okay, like you want to introduce this idea of like spelling cheese night differently with the Z and leaving out the G H T because you think it's going to be more fun that way. I think it's I think it cheapens it. I'm just saying. Huh. I'm just one person. I'm just. But one what person. if we have a cheese night that's focused on cheese whiz? Well, then that's fine, but then that's okay. like as long as long as it's like that's not the way we bill cheese night. Well, okay. I, I want to bring in, I mean, leaving out the GH, um, you know, and including an E makes it like less, uh, you know, it, well, but it makes it more American, you know, because we don't pronounce things nicht or uh, in this country. And so it like it really brings it up to date and may make it more relevant to the youth. But then are we, are we going to be concerned with like lactose infused lice and like nits then? Because how, how does one pr like pronounce that? Then? Right, well, right. So are we supposed to now have lactose and uh, lactose tolerant cheese night and things like that? It's a it's a slippery slope. You know, um, it does uh, seem risky. Yeah, yeah. My blood pressure is really high. Also, you know, once we start lately. talking about anybody's lactose intolerant, we get back to point oh. number one. It's so hard not to violate HIPAA. It Gosh, is. Gosh, it is. Okay. Now here's the next one. Next one is. Oh, can I get reimbursed for that goat's milk, please? Um, I just have not gotten. I spent a lot of money on the goat's milk, and you said I didn't need your receipt. Um, all goat's milk is reimbursable, uh, as you know, from the goat's milk fund, uh, which is currently depleted. And I'm, I'm sorry, there's just nothing I can do about that. Um, okay. You know, uh, we have to, we're, we're going to have to, I'm, I'm going to have to sell some more merch because this is, I, it's really like, I tell my family oh don't worry the show is paying for like these gallons and gallons of goat's milk i'm buying but it turns out that like i'm out of pocket on it and it's like that's just not fair to them I'm just, yeah i I'm mean gonna... i i think um uh uh this is why at the yale law school there are faculty budgets you know faculty uh that you know uh and I think we should yeah, have Heather I, I, Gherkin, the dean of the Yale Law School, on the show to find out why Yale is not uh, 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 reimbursing the goat's milk. Okay, I will. Um, I will arrange that. Although I think it will be a bit embarrassing for you. 
Um, well, if I, I mean, do, I, if, I do this, if we I, have Heather Gherkin on the show, we will have talk, of course, talk about whatever uh, private medical information we can <laughs> get her to disclose. And uh, the answers to that, uh, uh, we will try to do in a fashion that avoids humiliating other hosts. I, I hear you. I, by the way, I just wanted to say that, like, that's all Heather needs is to come on the show and engage in massive HIPAA violations. That's by right. Telling that's... You, yeah. That's just, that's, yeah, maybe we shouldn't do that. Yeah. Okay. I, I just may eat the whole thing. I mean, that is, uh, I just may, whatever. Okay. I shouldn't have brought this last one up. I don't think it was as appropriate as the I other think it was one. a little beneath yeah, that, you, actually. Yeah, and I, I it was, but Genevieve said I should. Um, so I want to. I just want to. Um, that, it's on the, your mind. Okay. I mean, please take any of these under advisement. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna un. Um, unshare now. Wow. So let's uh, let's have a poll of uh, which of Scott's. Uh, suggestions do you think would most improve in lieu of fun? Question mark. Uh, uh, what was the, remind me of them in order? Um, uh, yeah. Um, fewer HIPAA. HIPAA. Right. Uh, uh, less host Humil humiliation. Humiliation, right. We're where no that's cheese. humiliating the post, not doing things after humi you humiliate people. But, uh, no um, cheese night, and uh, what was the third, the fourth one? The, the fourth one was uh, reimbursement for goods. Oh, money. yeah, reimbursing. Yeah. I think Kate's here too. I've tried to bring her in, Kate. but uh, uh, but she's not. Um, oh, no. okay, the poll is up, she is uh. Currently, uh, she is in the uh, Greek chorus, but her my efforts to bring her on screen have so far not succeeded. Uh, she is in the wilds of Montana, where rural internet, you know, goes to die. <laughs> um, uh, all right, so, um, but one person who uh, is around and who has a, a matter to discuss with us is Mr. David Botts, who we have not seen in a while. So, uh, Mr. Botts, whoa, uh, there you are. Hi. What is, what is on your mind other than, uh, than Paula's cheese plate? Well, we've got cheese plates, we have a dog, <laughs> we have a West Coast. But so no a little, Montana. A little, a little something for everybody. Um, so the Olympics are kicking off and, uh, I am wondering, what are you going to do? Are you going to watch them? I, there is a little bit of, there's some controversy involved here, um, in Tokyo. And, uh, I, I'm just, uh, I'm curious to your all's uh, take on the issue of Olympics. What do you think, Genevieve? Are you going to be, uh, watching the Olympics? I think I'll end up watching some of them. I'm actually really intrigued by the fact that some of the journalists who are on the same plane as the athletes who were exposed to coronavirus 
are all being quarantined separately and they're not even going to be able to cover the Olympics that they were sent there to cover. So I'm watching that story because I think that's really interesting. Um, I think that it's also going to be interesting to see how um, the, uh, the Japanese citizens how their mood may evolve over time with the Olympics. And it's going to be a very interesting news story, but I'm a big, big sucker for um, the gymnastics. uh, So I always watch that. What about you, Scott? What's your, uh, and, and we're, we're going to be polling the audience about, about the Olympics. Uh, Are you going to be watching the Olympics? I will not be watching the Olympics. Um, And that is not out of, um, any um, ideological, political um, thing. It's just that I don't, um, I don't know how to watch it. I, I... How about you, Mr. Botts? Will there be, will there be, are you going to engage it at all? Um, I, I, I think I might uh, dip into it. My, um, my dad sent me and sent me a note this afternoon, which kind of surprised me. He's and he, he drew out an org chart, but I apparently am a very distant cousin to um, to uh, Gabby Gabrielle, who's running the uh, two hundred meter uh, run. Uh, so she she got the third third fastest run ever in history. Uh, so that's that's kind of exciting. Was she running away from, like, you or other members of your family? Um, she might, well, uh, she might have been. Because I find that the, the people who it, have it, run fastest in it, my family were always the beard. fleeing the, uh, the, the family. It, it may have been a bearded issue, um, but I, I, tried, I tried to correct that. <laughs> Although I do want to point out that now the hair and the beard are exactly the same length. Symmetrical almost, yes. Yeah, it's almost like you you have a single setting for and you just go near near and that's kind of cool. But that it's, might be a HIPAA violation to confirm. Well, you didn't ask me how I felt about it though. So, what Scott has something to share? No, I just I just wanted to stop. Thank you for noting noticing before I had to cut you off. Uh, you you that you didn't violate HIPAA. Go ahead, Scott. Are you happy to be home now? How do you feel about being home? Healthy? I I feel very happy to be home. I I I I feel like. Um, uh, I feel I've always felt like an East Coast person, um, and I feel very happy to be home. I also am very happy that I was here to stop a bunch of HIPAA violations. Um, so, yeah, I, I for one am grateful. So anyway, really nice to see all of you. Uh, take care. Cheers, Susan Brewer. What what are you uh, uh, doing for Cheese Night? Hi, Susan. Hey, how are you, Genevieve? Um, Hello, Chorus. Um, I have to go quickly to the questions because I can't even remember what my question was. Oh, Ben. Oh, tell us about your appearance this week at the uh, congressional hearing. Uh, Oh, so it was not a congressional hearing. It was a hearing of the uh, President's Commission on 
uh, the future of the Supreme Court, uh, which is um, uh, a, I suppose, both more and less, uh, it's somewhat more interesting than a congressional committee because the members of it are serious people, um, including a bunch who are seriously involved with lawfare, um, but um, uh, is also a much uh, lower stakes uh, thing than a congressional committee yeah. because yeah. none of them are deranged crazy people. Um, and so, you know, there's a uh, it was very pleasant. Um, uh, I and the other um, uh, witnesses, I guess, I'm not sure what to call us. Um, Participants. Commenters, you know, gave yeah. our uh, short summaries of our uh, prepared statements. Um, there were some very uh, polite friendly exchanges with commissioners um, and um, I came away from it fairly impressed with the commission uh, which seems to be uh, genuinely hearing from a diverse array of people about a diverse array of questions and I have no idea where they're going with this except that they do seem to be being very thorough about it so um, you know, I, I didn't hold back at all. And I, you know, wrote a statement that I thought was both completely true and, uh, was not something that was likely to endear me to a, a lot of people. Um, and I don't know how it was received by the body of the people on the commission, but, um, none of whom are the people who met targets for criticism, but um, it, it certainly, uh, it generated some interesting questions um, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it will be given the deference which it is due, which is to say none. Um, well, but, but um, I mean, we have to be careful. We're not violating any HIPAA um, um, things, but would well, I mean, there are those details of, you know, Commissioner Rick Pildes's medical history that uh, I would disclose if I knew any of them. <laughs> well, but what no, that, would be a, that would be a HIPAA violation. It would be what, a HIPAA violation. What did, yeah. what did you tell them? What did you say? Um, well, let me share it uh, in the chat and I will... Um, uh, uh, and the um, those who are interested can um, uh, can read it in its entirety. My the basic um, gist of my testimony is that um, uh, um, oh, it looks like Brookings has not posted it yet. Well, that's very odd. Um, uh, um, I'm not sure why that would be the case. Uh, I will have to uh, dig it out. Um, and ah, there yeah, it is. I, while you while, while you're doing, should I should I fill dead air right now with um, right while you do that? Yeah, although ben? be careful that okay. you don't violate the air's 
I, oh, you wrote oh, it. I, I was, <laughs> yeah, right. I will. Okay, fine. But um, I, I think this is a good time as any to, to tell everybody um, on the show, of course, and anybody that's going to listen to this afterwards, that I've never testified in front of Congress ever. I once had a wonderful experience uh, testifying in front of Congress uh, uh, and being so more than more more than one. So which? No, no. This was a co actual. Con I've testified a number of times, um, but this was a, a particularly wonderful experience with Louis Gohmert, um, who asked me and my fellow uh, testifiers, "What?" And I swear I am not making this up. What would happen if? the United States um, decided to drone somebody domestically because he had become embarrassing after uh, leading Muslim prayers at the White House. And um, uh, I don't know why, but um, uh, everybody else on the panel uh, just, uh, you know, ducked for cover under the table and um, uh, and I was the sort of the only one left. And so I ended up in this protracted exchange with uh, uh, Representative Gomer about this, um, which um, was um, one of the I, odder moments of my career. Can I just say that I would I would I would watch that and I would watch it over and over. Um, well, I can't help you watch it. But uh, I, I did, I thought it was so funny um, that after, um, oh, I, I actually can help you watch it. Okay, because um, here I, is I, I, a I, link I, to it. Um, this is gold, okay. It was, it was actually golden. Um, and Bobby Chesney and I think John Bellinger and- um, uh, oh, this, is, this is great. And Steve Vladek were all there. Yeah, it was a precious uh, exchange. Um, and uh, I, I, I marked him then. I was like, this guy is going places in the Republican Party. Let me just say, this is queued up even before world's most painful insect bites. The, the thing so. is, it's actually like a true account of what happened. Um, uh, and, you know, the, like it's one thing to ask me this question. It's another thing to ask Bobby. Bobby Chesney is a pretty staid guy, you know. And, yeah, yeah. and Vladek was at the time very young. Um, he's, you know, I think he'd be more game for this interaction now. But um, so it was it was a fun um it was a fun little moment. Um, I, I'm gobsmacked. No, no, just, just I, if you think I'm exaggerating, just watch. I, it. I don't, and I have saved it in my tabs that I will be watching <laughs> immediately after cheese night. Yeah, I, I mean, oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that's what we're all going to be doing right after cheese night. So, speaking yeah. of cheese night, we're trying to get Kate on the on on but you know she's in montana and like the internet doesn't work there um yeah which is not a good excuse because it works in estonia there she is hi kate hi <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he I cracked me up too. Literally, just like an entire house full of chickens right next to me. They're all baby chickens. They're all How, running did you rescue any of them? them? No, they're all fine. Well, no, we can't. We can't see anything someday. But besides that, you really can't. So, I'm, to conserve bandwidth, I'm going to turn off your video uh, so that you can talk. But uh, uh, we might have a chance of hearing you. Okay, that's fine. Um, do, do you have cheese? Like chickens behind me. Um, I had a block of cheese that was the size of the Montana for lunch a few minutes ago. It was roughly four inches by four inches by 15 inches long. Wait, and uh, uh, it was just a lot of cheese. Wait, I'm sorry, what, what kind of cheese was it? It was cheddar. Um, cheddar. Okay, sharp or extra sharp or? It was raw milk cheddar. Wow. Raw milk cheese is always yeah. better. And what yeah. do you think, what did you think of Scott's suggestions for improving in lieu of fun? I missed them all because I was busy driving myself crazy trying to get internet. I did see something about uh, HIPAA violations yeah, and, I, um, I, and goat milk reimbursement. Yeah, right. So, so, so just, to, just to get you up to speed, I, I think that the four things were fewer HIPAA violations, less, less host humiliation, that is less host on host kind of emotional violence. Um, we have cheese, we, we have cheese night, but we, we not call it, we not spell it with a Z and um, drop the GH um, from night. And the fourth was reimbursing for goat's milk. Um, oh, really? I can't we get Yale to pay for goat's milk? Yeah, well, that's what Ben, that's what <laughs> <laughs> that was ben, Jake, that was Ben. There's solution. a reason why I asked you to, to do this show with me. That was perfect. <laughs> so I, but okay. I seriously though, Kate, there's a really important aspect of this that affects you, which is where uh -oh. two of these come together, which is um, cutting fingers involves both host humiliation jokes about cutting fingers involves both host on host violence. <laughs> and HIPAA violations, because, you know, you talk in some detail about my medical procedures. Exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, I I think we like to, to satisfy Scott, you might actually have to stop cutting your fingers. I, I mean, I won't. I I'm like my own person and I can do whatever I want. To... Oh, no, you cannot. No, you cannot. There's something called HIPAA. And HIPAA says that HIPAA says you cannot ever talk about anybody's health ever. Yeah. Um, on, on, on the Internet, unless Section 230 applies. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, uh, well, I think that... Um, I think that that's uh, one interesting interpretation of HIPAA. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. I mean, okay. not the most interesting one I've heard this week, though. But that's right. like. <laughs> but, uh, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to be scholarly. I'm trying yeah. not to. Man, like... we have some great audience questions in the serious spirit in which this episode is taking place. I just, <laughs> right. I would urge you all to take a look at the audience questions right now. 
because uh, they are like mind-numbingly silly, and that's excellent. Uh, so we're we're bringing. Uh, oh, here's Mateo, who's got an actually serious question. Uh, uh, Mateo, the background looks fabulous, um, but you're not going for mm. a walk. Uh, so I'm, you know, I'm going to go pick mind. up. I'm gonna go get a chicken and then bring it inside so that I can hey, what was that? have a chicken. I'm gonna go get a chicken. I, as well you should. <laughs> okay, I, 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 most of us just say we're going shopping, but okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, um, my question is uh, for no uh, Genevieve. I'm wondering what led you to uh, uh, yeah. uh, try that one again because yeah. you froze right in the middle of it, like one Scott with a glass of sangria. Try it again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh. Better. Yes. Can you hear me now? Okay. Yes. Yeah. I was wondering, uh, for Genevieve, what led you to decide to go to law school? Um, well, I've always been a legal enthusiast. Um, I had well, really. The truth of it was I was working and then I became responsible for signing off on the and approving the legal fees of the firms that we were utilizing. And I noticed the disparity in what they make and what I make. And then when I got to law school, I realized that was not the kind of law that interested me. So it, I'm very happy that that was a motivating factor. But now I am very happy that I know that's not what I want to do. It's like you. It's like you bait and switched yourself. It's a daily occurrence, Scott. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. I. Well. I. That. Um. So. Um. Do you. Do you have a sense of what kind of law you would like to practice, or. Do nope. you, or. <laughs> no. I, I say just. You. You. You figured out what you don't want to do. You haven't. You haven't narrowed down of the many things which one yes. you want to do. Right, yes. Because gotcha. okay. right. there's so many interesting things. It's it's what it, it's the law is a are, world unto its own, right? <laughs> it it is so. Yeah, I think law is really interesting, extremely interesting. So I I I I I, I, I if I were to be a lawyer, I think I would be a corporate lawyer. No, I really would. I think I would be a corporate lawyer. I like corp. I, I liked corporate lawyer much better than litigation because I thought yeah. like I like the idea of working with people to get things done. I didn't like the idea of fighting with other people. So, um, so uh, on the other hand, like I didn't really. I mean, I liked it better than litigation, but it was a really low bar. <laughs> yeah. How long did you practice? Um, well, um, so I was I, for two summers um, and then I practiced for like a year and a half in grad school doing like family law, divorces, child custody, things like that. And then um, and, and, and so and since I started that documentary film clinic thing, I've been doing I've been doing regular law stuff. So so not much, but enough to um, like know that that wasn't my thing. Maggie Boyaris, um, uh, I can't seem to unmute you. Can you refresh? Oh, now you're unmuted and the floor is yours. Hey. Hi. 
Um, long time fan, first time caller. Long time um, Greek chorus. <laughs> uh, my question though. was about where all the cheese night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but my question was about where all the cheese night um, images are coming from, because it struck me that this was like the original use of a Pinterest board. Right? Somebody is, is somebody out there saving all the cheese board images and then you're just pulling one every week? Because uh, they're, so they're these lovely. Are, these are all real chicken. Uh, cheese boards that I have personally prepared. And um, oh. they are actually being uh, uh, served um, at the Wittis house every week Excellent. for cheese night. And I'm oh, so mild, wow. mildly offended that that I, there would be any doubt as to that yeah like what do you what do you think we're what do you think wait maggie what do you think we're doing here where you think like we're lying like we're like saying cheese night when it's not cheese night she's uh, i mean maggie no. they're okay i certainly don't <laughs> serve that 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 level and quality of cheese boards on a weekly basis on occasion on i have been known to but like such consistent production well i think you need to up your game on this <laughs> i mean like I, I mean it's really not other people's problem that your cheese board game is deficient okay um well, i mean to defend when, maggie this is tradition and there's been a lot of practice that's right there's been years and years <laughs> of bullshit um uh <laughs> <Yeah>. about cheese <laughs> night I, but by the way, I just do want to point out that this is the first time we have had a live chicken yeah. on in lieu of fun. It's true. It's true. Um, <laughs> Hello. In high school, it, it is a live chicken. Uh, oh my the, Steve, the Steve Martin jokes just uh, write themselves. Yeah. Uh, what um well, so what do we what can you tell us about this live chicken i just grabbed it out of the yard i don't know like absolutely nothing actually it's just a random chicken uh it it's an adorable chicken then it's, it's uh, actually quite it's actually quite mangled uh like the beak is all screwed up and it's like got some mice on its head does but, it wait, um, does it have thoughts about cheese yeah um, right wait can we, can we see its beak yeah, you can see his beak. That's his beak. Do I mean, the it is chickens... kind of messed up. Yeah. yeah. Do the chickens get a different often come... chicken, Kate? I'll get they... a chicken for next time. Jesus. Do they often come inside the house? Um, they occasionally, probably not that often. On their way to the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. We're gonna go back. You're gonna go back. Okay. I'm gonna go off video again. You can take me off video. Um, Reverend Dr. Hillary Livingston, um, you have to now compete with a live chicken, so this better I, be good. I don't know if I'm up for that. Um, I do have my Cheez-Its. Oh, okay, okay. I, I don't know if that violates the no cheese rule, but anyway, they're yummy. No, no, if we, I, I bless, I bless this. Thank you. Um, I, yes. I appreciate that. You know you would understand like that that's part so of I have a special the dispensation for the cheese yeah, it. Right. Yeah, i appreciate right. yeah. that thank you scott i also want to point out that cheese it's um you know alice i don't think she's here um uh 
claimed recently on in lieu of fun that triscuits are the best cracker which is certainly among um, a, a, an arguably <clears throat> true statement but cheez its are one of the best bad crackers mm -hmm. you know like like it's they're they're not like socially presentable but they're completely addictive and yeah. uh you, you definitely get hooked on cheez its and so that's absolutely against that uh point of scott's okay yeah. um i'm gonna keep eating my cheez its yeah um just no cheese when, night right yeah, no. when i i came in a little bit late today and i walked into scott's powerpoint and i felt like i came into like a presbytery meeting or something that like maybe i needed to take minutes or something but I hope I didn't miss important business. You you did, but, but okay. you'll, you'll 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 just get caught up later. But go ahead. Okay. Don't worry. I took notes. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So my question: We were talking about the Olympics. What about in lieu of fun Olympics? And if we did that, what kind of events would we have? I think that's a phenomenal idea. Um, I, I, Scott, you I, also thought Munch 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 Night was a good idea. No, no. I, I just to be clear, I thought Munch 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 Week was a good idea. Yeah, that's true. To be, I'm totally like, standing by Munch 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 Week because I just finished my jar of uh, of roasted red peppers that I made using Genevieve's grandmother's recipe, and I have to say, uh, it was worth all of Munch 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 Week. Uh, just to eat those peppers. So uh, oh, they look I'm you. Tasty. totally defending Munch 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 Week. Okay, and yes, well, uh, uh, at Pet Noodle, Edvard Munk 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 Week is an important <laughs> thing too. That's funny. So um, what, uh, uh, do you have an event that you would recommend for in lieu of fun? Um, Olympics. Um, maybe competitive cheese board design. Ooh, very nice. Scott. Oh, absolutely. No, that, uh, that goes no, without that, saying. No, that would be very bad. But um, <laughs> I do like competitive cheese making. And that mm. would be. That, that would, would be another really, one. Yeah, that would be really good. And then there could be the cracker competition, both mm -hmm. bad and good cracker. Um, Crackers are very difficult to make. So, so many options. Also, yes, pugilism a... week. Oh, yeah. Right? Just basically pugilism. Definitely. Uh, Paula yeah, points mo out that we could have Olympic weightlifting, except she would be the only one who participated in it. Oh, my can gosh. I... She, could, she could get the de facto gold. Can I change that category to bodybuilding? Because on a different technicality, I may win that. <laughs> mm. There Ooh. we go. Well done. <laughs> okay. Um, no, that's right. I can. I I was a weightlifter um, back in the day, so um, uh, I could participate too and have Paula beat me um, mm. in in a in a in a in a chorus on host emotional violence. That, um, that sounds. Emotional Maybe. violence it always should be part of the Olympics. Regardless, right. I, actually think, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I actually think there's not enough. Uh, just like basic emotional violence in the Olympics, um, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah, I dispute that. There definitely is. Oh man, yeah. I mean, could we tell you, could, uh, the best thing to happen from the Olympics? I mean, it was a terrible. I forgot the the that runner the runner who um, 
um, who was disqualified because she had tested for marijuana in her uh, THC. Uh-huh. Is it? I'm sorry, what's your name? I think it's Shikari, but I could be wrong. Shikari, Shikari. So um, the the um, uh, Claire Layman, uh, you know, of Quillette had this great tweet where she said that the fact that um, Shikari, Shikari's her name, uh, Shikari had um, strong hair and strong fingernails was evidence of, of steroid use. Um, and t- to me, that was like the best use of Twitter ever. Like just to make up something that has nothing to do with anything that's racist and then just put it out there and then make it as a point of honor that you're not that's, taking it down. That's peak Twitter right there. Yeah, that was peak Twitter. So that was the highlight of the Olympics for me. Okay. Uh, I I really uh, uh, think emotional violence should be its own event at the Olympics. <laughs> um, <laughs> Right, right, but 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 it can't it, it can't be t- it can't be easy. So you can't compete against your your parents or something. No, right. It's got to <laughs> be a stranger. It's yeah. got to you know a stranger yeah. from a different country who doesn't <laughs> even speak your language. Yeah. <laughs> that would be something. Yeah, right. And, and yeah. you know, there's different there's different um, uh, events within it. It's like track and field. You know, yeah. there's, there's the microaggression. Category. <laughs> yeah, the mocking you with your own words category. Right. What would what would be the uniform for that? Because there's been controversy over different uniforms and things. Like you know, would that be with, part of what the, the other guy? What 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 the other guys wearing? But ironically, right. Yeah. You know, definitely. Like, for example, yeah, to, to you just, know, the U.S. team would come in. Um, and the Iranian team would come in wearing the U.S. team's uniforms. And then that would be an example of, of, uh, you know, how you do it. Yeah. Lots of possibilities. Right. Yeah, a lot of possibilities. It looks like Scott's frozen again. Um, That's too bad. Ooh, Judy has a, a really good point. The passive aggressive, nothing. I'm fine. Mm. Yeah, that's passive um, aggression should definitely be. That's an art form event. when it's yeah. done well. I also yeah. liked Oblio's. How about the Olympic airing of grievances? It reminds me mm. of um, Festivus, which is one of yeah. my favorite holidays. All right, thank you, Hillary. Thank you, Tony Kava. Uh, uh, Whoa! <laughs> That's pretty That's excellent. Awesome. It was the first time we've had. Hi, a, hi everybody. It's the first time we've had. I've been a live chicken on the show, and it's the first time we've had a Muppet. Yeah. Uh, well, it's actually me. I'm just <laughs> not feeling well. I'm oh, don't don't violate HIPAA. Oh, Tony, no. Hoping, hoping it comes out. Hoping it comes out negative. Oh, it's okay. I don't. I don't mind. I'm. I'm. I'm owning this. I'm owning this for for everyone. Just owning it. So, I just have to say, uh, I've been called on the show to ask some extremely lame questions over the past year and a half. <laughs> but no, but none lamer than this one. Takes the cake. Yeah. None. <laughs> none lamer than this one. So, if you don't mind, I'd like to ask a different one, if that's okay. And go for uh, it. This question is for Ben. 
this one's for Ben, but everyone can chime in with what they think. But now that Tamara is part of the Biden administration and uh, obviously in charge, I'm just wondering uh, how she addresses you and how you address her at home. And then I would just ask Genevieve and Scott to chime in with what, how they think tomorrow should address you at home. And I'll take the question off the air. Thank you. All right. Well, well, thanks. Um, so uh, Scott has vanished in a puff of smoke. Um, maybe he hasn't heard this so that we won't have to uh, engage. We can engage in less host on host uh, humiliation <laughs> violence. Um, uh, so first of all, Tamara is been nominated, but she has not yet been confirmed. And so um, we are, uh, you know, she is still for now a Brookings scholar. Um, we've decided um, that uh, when she gets confirmed, I will address her as Madam Assistant Administrator. Um, and, um, uh, and, you know, uh, that's traditionally what, what you do in a, in a, uh, you know, when your spouse is uh, in, uh, in, in government. Makes sense to me. <laughs> um, fortunately, Scott is not here to respond to this. Um, uh, um, uh, you know, maybe if we're lucky, he hasn't even heard it, uh, which would be awesome. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> I, I, let's, Let's change, the, <laughs> let's, let's change the subject. Paula, the Hi, floor Paula. is yours. Um, well, I have downgraded since the last cheese board that I made. Um, this is my cheese for today. Paula, um, you and I are on the same page. <laughs> my I'm, question I'm just was... drinking scotch myself. I mean, the cheese is more mythological than... My question was actually for Scott. Um, maybe by the time I finish answering it, or you guys could actually respond because I think it is broad. Um, do you ever get frustrated by how little some people internalize or take seriously, like very important ideas that you find like important to take seriously? I think there is um, an actual like theory behind this as well. Like when you find something to be super important, you realize how little people take it seriously. Um, and Scott's back now. Yeah. Um, Paula, Paul, just a quick clarification Sorry on that. This. Is this the person internalizing their own, what, what they purport to be their philosophical beliefs or is yes. it your philosophical beliefs? No, theirs. Okay. I, I'll join to re-ask it in a better way. Okay, so Scott, my question is, is what do you think about how seriously people internalize or take seriously like the implications of philosophy? And what I mean by that is like, I see so many like pieces of wall art with philosophy on it. And it's just like, it's, it's like been commercialized, right? It, it really does mean nothing. But at the same time, you know, there's great pieces of philosophy and art and literature. And I've read um, by Tolstoy, I think it's a confession. And he takes his philosophical beliefs so seriously that he goes into a depression and c yeah. contemplates suicide. Yeah, and it's, it's really frustrating when all those students <laughs> with, with the Carl Schmidt, you know, poster. 
don't yeah. don't take the sovereign as he who uh, defines the exception uh, seriously in, in their own lives. You know, I, yeah. I hate that. Yeah, I think what I mean though I, is, it's like, take for example, like I think maybe like maybe AI. There's like there's a lot of conversations with AI, and I think so many people throw out ideas about that. And they don't really think about how that would impact institutions. And I see so many people just throwing things out. Um, same thing with like religion or God. I don't want to like name people because that would be very mean. Uh, but there's it's very a HIPAA famous... violation too. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. HIPAA violation. Yeah, um, yeah. And they Philosophy do these... the health condition. <laughs> yeah, right. It is. Well, well, it's the content of their minds. Mm -hmm. um, you can't. Um, it's but invasive. I wonder what if you think there's a balance to that, because I do find it very annoying when people don't take seriously these ideas, but then when you take them too seriously, you do have people who wind up very depressed thinking about very like meta ideas or contemplating life all the time. Yeah, I, 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 so I would just say that I think it's a very, um, it's really hard when you're growing up and you're both on the one hand, um, experiencing life and emotional growth and all the kind of heartbreaks that go along with it and all the kind of um, search for autonomy from your family, from your school, from your community and all that stuff, which is very emotionally taxing and also interest in philosophical ideas and like the purpose and meaning of life. And the two, thing often, two things often get run together. So like it's on the one hand, like you have like a very tough relationship with your family. And then also like maybe the universe has no point to it. And so the two things get connected um, in, in, in people's minds. Like, oh, the reason why I feel terrible is because the universe has no point. And the reason why that's really seductive is because like if the universe had no point, it would it might kind of suck. Um, and so I think I think it's like really hard to like separate the two things like the how much like philosophy is doing the work and how much philosophy is like a, kind of doing a cover for what's emotionally going on in your life. Um, uh, and it's kind of it dresses it up a bit. I, I, I kind of feel like in in. But anyway, I, I, I think I mean, that I think Massimo touched on this a little bit when he came on with kind of like the broicism. There is, I think, like some parts of philosophy that get taken and like contorted into these weird things, which I think might be on the opposite side of the spectrum of what you're talking about. I don't know if you agree with that. Well, the broicism, you mean as to like what what you ought to do in life, like kind of be utilitarian or something like that or the growth. I mean like the like motivation porn on like Twitter or like the live laugh love thing like we're like philosophy kind of gets taken into this very like bite-sized easily consumable oh I see oh I see but, commercialized like, thing I see but like in some way like it's like it's hard for me to imagine anything that's really academic philosophy being dumbed down enough that what remains is attractive. That is like the kinds of things that like so much that excite academics about philosophy tend not to be anything that 
like can be popularized. Like, so like in ethics, like how, um, how exactly do you make fictionalism about moral properties like sexy? You know, it's kind of like, you could, make, I, I, you could make a podcast about jurisprudence. No, that's true. That mean, but jurisprudence itself is just sexy. Um, I'm not like adding anything. I'm just, I want to speak up for a moment for pop philosophy, though, okay. because I think it's easy to be contemptuous of it. And we have a running uh, gag of contempt for it going in the Greek chorus right now. But I think a, a lot of motivational stuff moves a lot of people and uh, probably helps a lot of people in their day-to-day -day lives uh, think about things in more positive ways and more can-do kind of ways. And, um, and I'm certain that pop psychology does that for a lot of people. Um, yes, but, but and so, I guess... And, and so I don't, like, we shouldn't confuse it with an academic discipline. But if somebody is um, animated by uh, by uh, you know easy to distill philosophical ideas um, that are maybe quite distant from where they originally came from, um, I'm I think that's fine, and it's like I, it's nothing like nothing to be you know contemptuous of if you know, people write something on a, on a, on the wall that's, uh, you know, or, you know, on a poster on the wall that's, you know, ultimately from, uh, I don't know, from, from, you know, Sister Mary Corita and uh, it makes them feel good. I'm, I'm totally down with that. Do you think though that they're internalizing? Like I'm thinking of the person on like their eighth, you know, Tony Robbins, Jordan Peterson book saying that like, this is like, they're on the way to like manifesting whatever it may be. I think that's a, I don't know if you know the archetype that I'm referring to, I think Genevieve does, but I think that failure to internalize is annoying to me. I think that part of that, though, too, and I can understand the frustration with that, particularly if it's aligning yourself, if what is being purported to be a philosophy is aligning with values that you hold very dear. But I think Scott said in a different conversation, something to the effect of it's the mark of an educated mind to be able to have an argument or entertain a thought without accepting it. And I think that even if these things start as like an intro to any further thought that might be different from a person, what the person grew up with, that's really important. And educating yourself and exposing yourself to those ideas is very important, especially for people who are particularly sheltered, because that's how we get a better pluralistic society. That's how we get better liberalism and more tolerance and encouraged to be together more wholly. That's my two cents. We have got to wrap up, but I have an announcement to make before we do. I can't tell if Scott is frozen again. I think he is. Um, eventually, we're going to have to like make Frozen 3. Scott. Um, um, uh, this morning, I uh, revitalized, revivified 
the In Lieu of Fun podcast feed. Um, uh, and um, uh, uh, I urge you all not to listen to it because you're the people who actually uh, uh, participate in the um, in the show live, but to share it because there are all these people out there who uh, don't know about In Lieu of Fun, who don't participate live, who don't watch the YouTube, and you can help bring them into the light. And it's easier to get somebody to listen to a podcast than it is to get them to do something live. So um, uh, every day I will be posting two episodes, the previous day's episode and season one, which is the first, you know, 350 uh, episodes, the next one in that. So we're on episode eight or nine. Um, uh, and uh, so when I tweet them, people, just share them because, you know, there are people in your Twitter feeds who need to know about In Lieu of Fun. So with that, um, I would have the, the live chicken uh, sing us out today, except that uh, she's... Uh, uh, disappeared with Kate. Um, Scott has disappeared once again <laughs> into his glass of sangria. Um, no, Paula, I'm not singing today. Uh, I do sometimes sing on the show, but generally when it's somebody's birthday. Um, we will be back 70 hours and 58 minutes from now, I think. And until then, Genevieve? We don't have fun anymore, but in lieu of fun, we have the ability to have great conversation, cheese, with good friends who are near and far. Grated cottage cheese, no less. No, 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 uh, uh, cream cheese. Was that's, it cream that's the illegal cheese? one. I the think illegal, it's the illegal one, one is grated cream yeah. cheese. Yeah. Um, uh, I did try to grate some cream cheese today. How'd it go? Uh, no, I didn't really. <laughs> Got so I'm excited. Just, I'm just, uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm next time. Uh, I have a secret to grating cream cheese, which is freeze the cream cheese first. And next time we have Mike Chase on the show, I am totally going to freeze a block of cream cheese and grate it on the show for him and then try to sell him some um, uh, and there thereby uh, commit a federal crime. Oh, man. We, that'll be whenever it'll be. See you soon.